GSCI helps logistics providers, banks and shippers to track air, ocean and road freight rates. Book a free demo at www.gsci.ti-insight.com. The link is in the show notes. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of TI Talk Supply Chains. I'm your host, Kirsty Adams. If you operate a warehouse or multiple warehouses, you've probably noticed your costs slowly and steadily creeping up. Well, you're not alone. Warehouse costs have been steadily rising in all major regions since quarter one 2022, especially in Europe and North America. If this is the sort of information you find useful, then you'll be pleased to hear that this episode, two of my favourite TI analysts, Nia and Janan, will be sharing some data from TI's brand new warehouse tracker. That's right, there's a new tracker in town. Also this episode, some wise words from TI's technology advisor, Ken Lyon. He's going to tell you how supply chain strategists should be thinking about AI. But before all of that, it's GSCI News. Here are the headlines. DP World wins contract to build Gujarat Terminal. Parcel volumes expected to increase to 189 billion in 2023. Stagnating transport demand continues to cause increased road freight capacity. Contract rate index down 0.2 points quarter on quarter. DP World has just finalised an agreement to build a new large container terminal in India. The Dubai-based terminal company has signed a concession contract to construct a new mega container terminal at Tuna Tekra on the Gulf of Kutch in Gujarat. The terminal is planned to be able to handle 2.19 million TEU per annum. The Express and Small Parcels 2023 report from TI Insight shows a picture of normalising activity as the market shrunk by 0.6% year-on-year in 2022. UPS is the market leader in terms of revenues, with €80 billion of parcel-related revenue. The European Road Freight Capacity Index increased by 16.2% in July 2023, compared to July 2022, according to the latest data by Transporian. The latest figure marks the 13th consecutive month of year-on-year increase. The Apply TI and IRU European Road Freight Rates Index for Europe shows that the contract rate index is down 0.2 points quarter on quarter, although it remains up 2.8 points year on year. Meanwhile, the spot rate index is down 3.5 points quarter on quarter and down 7.5 points year on year. You can download this report for free on TIinsight.com or find the link in the show notes. Links to the full stories are in the show notes. Before we speak to Nia and Janan, here's our technology advisor, Ken, with some wise words on artificial intelligence. I'm going to bring you into the interview at the point where Ken is talking about the best way for supply chain analysts to use AI tools. One of the best areas or the most likely area for this to happen in the short to medium term is in inventory management. Although organisations have moved on from 
lean inventory philosophies where thanks to just in time they kept almost no inventory thanks to the pandemic and various other global shocks companies are realizing they need to hold at least some stock in the event of their supply chains getting hiccups that means being able to respond much quicker have much better information for likely future demand and machine learning algorithms for inventory management have been around for a few years. Thanks to this boost in technology and capability, these algorithms are only going to get better and improve the ability for supply chain managers and product managers to be able to respond much quicker to unexpected spikes in demand. In regard to how that will impact your inventory management systems, it will enable decisions to be made based on a much broader spectrum of information relating to events, what's going on with your suppliers who are feeding into your supply chains, and the likely demand for your product, which informs how much inventory you hold in the face of market shocks or sudden interest or increase in demand. Most of that can be done manually, but it's very slow, hugely inefficient. Machine learning and ultimately more advanced AI will be able to improve that dramatically. And Ken, who do you think is doing it best or doing it well already? The ones who have the most accurate data because any artificial intelligence technology requires very accurate data Data that also has context is relatively error-free, then it can be used. But most people's data stores are not like that. So as Ken says, if you have decent data with context, AI should be your new best friend. Hi, I'm Michael, Head of Commercial at TI Insights. I just wanted to interrupt for 30 seconds to tell you a bit more about TI's research and data. TI's research is devised to show you what's happening in the market today. That includes the changes to expect over the next year and the outlook for the industry for the next five to 10 years. This research is delivered with a mix of quantitative forecasts and qualitative insights. Our data platform, GSCI, empowers senior leaders at global logistics companies with the strategic intelligence they need to move their business forward. Okay, well, maybe that was slightly longer than 30 seconds. Forgive me. But if you want to find out more, you can email me on mclover at tiinsight.com or visit www.ti-insight.com. This information is also in the show notes. Now over to Janan and Nia for the latest warehouse data. My name's Nia. I'm a team lead at TI. My name's Janan and I'm an economic analyst at TI. Okay, let's start by telling people what the warehouse tracker is. What's its purpose? Nia, that question is for you. The warehouse tracker is a very comprehensive report that looks at analysing the overall operating costs of warehouses. Um, so that's split down by region as well as supply and demand factors so things like vacancy rates availability how much is under construction um, and it also looks to provide an outlook for the warehousing market both globally and in the, then in the three major regions as well so that would be north america europe and northeast asia and who would find the report useful i think it would be found useful by both shippers who are trying to negotiate their contracts 
clear warehousing contracts and who utilize warehouses as well as third-party logistics providers that provide warehousing services as well. What are you seeing right now in regards to warehouse supply and what's your expected outlook for warehousing supply and vacancy rates? Um, In terms of warehousing supply, I think vacancy rates have generally been loosening um, as we've got this new supply, which is kind of continuously hitting the market. So where we had this really big sort of crest in demand because of COVID, there was a lot of big development projects that were introduced like last year and the year before, which are now sort of coming to fruition. So construction pipelines are still really, really full. And because of that, we are seeing vacancy rates loosening essentially. But it is also important to remember that they are still really, really tight. Historically, vacancy rates for the 10 year average in the United States have been about 6% and they're at 4% at the moment. So even though they are growing, they're still very, very low. I think in the short to medium term, as this supply, the construction pipeline empties and we've got supply continuing to hit the market, vacancy rates are going to continue increasing. But looking forward in the longer term, we would expect vacancy rates to decrease once again, maybe towards the end of 2023, but most likely into mid to late 2024. And this is because we expect speculative development projects to slow this year um, because of the challenging economic environment. What about warehouse demand then? So on the demand side, there are there are several macroeconomic indicators which are also involved in the tracker, which are generally pointing towards a situation where we think warehouse demand is waning, or perhaps a better word for that might be normalising when we sort of compare with the last two years, which like I said, there's been a really giant increase in demand. We've got this situation where we've got subpar global trade recovery, consumer confidence is recovering, but it's still below 100 as of July 2023, according to data from the OECD, which indicates this kind of environment of cautious spending habits. And then global PMI as well, which tells the direction of market conditions is indicating market decline. So it's definitely fair to say that we're seeing this situation of normalising demand right now. In the medium term, I think, particularly when we compare with the boom that we saw in the past several years, it's definitely slowing. In the longer term, sort of into next year and the end of next year, as the global economy hopefully continues to recover and inflation is brought under control, particularly in those you know, core markets, Europe and America, which already we are seeing, we would expect demand to pick up once again, but possibly not to the same levels that we've been seeing the past two years. Okay, this question is for Janan. The report includes a cost index. How can shippers and logistics operators utilise this data? Uh, so the cost index tracks the warehouse costs in North America, Europe and Northeast Asia. The index utilises rent indices, labour costs and utility costs to determine the current state of operation costs, as well as estimate the future projection of those. Uh, I think it would be very useful to shippers to in their contract negotiations for warehouse spaces in addition to logistics service providers, which can use it as a benchmark for their operation costs. And Janan, how do you predict cost movement in the short and the medium term? Uh, The future warehouse costs largely depend on inflation, fiscal policies and supply demand dynamics. With the costs likely to remain very high in Europe due to persistent inflation and tight vacancy rates. Overall, globally, warehouse costs have been rising in all major regions since Q1 of last year, especially in Europe and North America, also driven by tight vacancy rates and inflation. We've also observed higher wage growth 
in Europe and the US. And lastly, the utility costs as well have contributed to the high costs, but we are seeing a slowdown in the growth of utility costs into the next quarters. We're expecting demand, consumer demand to soften on the short term. However, on the medium term, consumer spending might increase seasonally in Q4 for Christmas and Q1 for the Chinese New Year. Could one of you tell me a bit about how warehousing markets differs between regions? I think from what we've observed, Europe and North America are generally on the same wavelength. So we've got this situation of loosening vacancy and weakening demand. Um, and from a cost perspective, they, re- they remain elevated in both regions. Um, and when we look forward for both of these regions, we probably won't see much change in Europe for the medium term due to still high inflation. However, in North America, inflation is appearing to be slightly more under control. Um, and so growth in operating costs like rent and labour, they might moderate. But then in key markets in East Asia, seems to have a much wider gap between supply and demand than Europe and North America. So from a cost perspective, we would expect to see more limited cost growth or even falling costs in some of these key markets. But for a more extensive regional breakdown, those are all available on GSCIR, our data platform. So you both worked on this report? Yeah, Dinan put the cost index together. And then I did the write-in and gave some of the actual data in, yeah. The joint effort. Janan and Nia, was there anything anything in the results which surprised you or that you disagreed on? I think uh, the amount of warehouses under construction would mm-hmm. be a big one. It's a long-term predictor, uh, but uh, like you said, the recent development. Yeah, we had a lot of conversations about, um, as obviously a big trend that stood out to us was this kind of idea of slowing warehousing developments. But... So when you look at the data, you would maybe expect that to be immediate. And then you see that actually new supply is still continuing to hit the market. And there's actually a bit of a lag in that trend. So it's not going to be straight away. We've got the construction pipelines are still so full that we have this new supply continuously hitting the market. And it's not going to be until, you know, maybe even late next year and into 2025 that I think we really start to see that slowdown from developers pulling back on projects now. And all this data, where are we seeing evidence of it in terms of company activity? I think two of the most uh, sort of well-quoted um, examples are, well, one of is Amazon. I think earlier on in the year, they, they sort of announced they were pulling back on a lot of their warehouse development projects because they had invested so much and they had expanded their network so quickly. And then once consumer demand started falling, they had all of this used space. I think they might have even said that they were renting out their warehousing space as well. So I think... Their trend is definitely what we've been observing in our work as well. Where can our listener find the report? Our warehousing tracker is available as a free white paper download. You just have to go to our the TI site and download it from there. For a more thorough version, which has got that regional breakdown, that is available on our exclusive data platform, um, GSCI. Thank you, Nia and Janan. There's a free white paper with even more data, which you are welcome to. I've added the link to the show notes. That's all from me this episode. I just wanted to add a little note about the book that Professor John Manners Bell has brought out. It's called The Death of Globalization. We're actually doing a book launch in November. We don't have a date yet, but we know it's November. If you are based in London and you would like to come along, John will be presenting some of his findings. Then please do email me kadams at ti-insight.com and we'll try and fit you in. See you next time.